Welcome to Changing the Sales Game podcast on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Connie Whitman. Thanks for joining us today. Now, I hope each week as you tune in, you feel my movement that we're changing that word sales from something that's icky, sleazy, and manipulative to one of love, care, and respect. And I'm going to keep saying it until everybody believes it to help you shift your mindset again, to put you in a little bit more of, of a power position so that you can take control of the sales process and eliminate that icky feeling. I have a free gift for you. Go to my website, whitmanassos.com slash CSA. Take your free communication style assessment. It shares with you your natural super communication skills that are just natural to you. And you also will get a report as to your lowest style, which is probably your blind spot. Both pieces of information, super helpful. And again, will help you on this journey of changing that mindset of sales so that we embrace it and come from that place of love, care, and respect. Now, my motivational quote today is by Eleanor Roosevelt. And she says, Learn from the mistakes of others. You can't live long enough to make them yourself. Now, I'm fascinated as I observe the power of businesses that have a really clear brand or a clear message and how they're able to kind of easily attract the right people into, and I like the word community, right, into their uh, into their space. Now, being in business for 20 years, Here's the deal, guys. My brand was really outdated and kind of needed a facelift. So during COVID and everything that was going on, I kind of took a step back, vetted a multiple branding experts, and then hopefully I, I think I chose the right one for me. Now, as a business owner, it's really hard to stay on top of just everything I, I think we need to do to not only promote and support our business, but also to remain relevant um, and keep our brands alive so that people can find us. So super important uh, topic. And today, of course, I have an amazing expert, Kim Speed, my good friend. Now, Kim is a brand visibility expert, speaker, trainer, and she is the recipient of the 2019 Most Influential Businesswoman in Brand Development, as well as being an Amazon best-selling author for her book, Branding on a Shoestring, which I love. And the subtitle is How to Recreate Your Small Business Identity and Increase Sales Results in 83 Days or Less. Now, during her years in corporate, uh, in the corporate world, Kim was a creative director for some of the biggest global brands, including Coca-Cola, TD Bank, Ford, and uh, Molson, of course. After leaving the corporate world of advertising, Kim started her own business uh, called Purple Moon creative brand and marketing boutique, where she helps entrepreneurs create brands that just stand out and attract people and attract new clients. So please help me welcome uh, Kim to the show. And I'm just so excited today, um, Kim, to talk to you about branding. This is important. Thank you so much for having me, Connie. And um, you know what? I love talking about branding and, uh, and it goes so well. It's like hand and glove with sales. It really yeah. is. Like you, yeah. you and can't have one without the other. <laughs> yeah. and, and Kim and I, of course, met. Everybody knows I always meet these people, right, through networking. And it was funny because as we were chatting, um, branding slash marketing, right? Mar branding is a piece of marketing, right? That marketing, there's a lot that goes into marketing, but branding and sales, again, are just a marriage and they're needed. Um, and unfortunately, I think sometimes we have one and not the other, or yeah. we're not sure of even how to leverage the branding 
as part of our sales conversation. So it, it's, I think it's hard for business owners, Kim, to yeah. just understand, you know, what the heck does this branding mean? So first question, when should entrepreneurs and business owners just start to think about the whole branding and the messaging? Well, let's start off with as soon as you hang that shingle out, that open sign, and you say, I am a business, you are also a brand. You have started to create a brand. A brand exists immediately. Um, And a brand, interestingly enough, is not something that you get to define on your own. A A brand is defined by um, your audience and what they think of you and what they feel about you and whether or not they feel that um, you're the right person for them or the right company for them. And the best thing is that um, you take control of it. So you can manage and try and guide what people think um, so that they, it helps them to understand who you are, what you do. Um, you can't put, you know, words in their mouth or change what they're thinking, but you can certainly help them understand it and get that right feeling and make sure that you're attracting the right people. And that's all, uh, that's the start and foundation of building a brand. So everybody thinks, oh my goodness, I have to have a brand. And they're not thinking about the right thing. They're thinking about their logo, their uh, name, their uh, website, their colors and their fonts, which is, you know, that's kind of the fun stuff, but really You have to go deeper than that. You have to start farther back and you have to really be able to have clarity on what you do, who you do it for and why they should care. Yeah. And and I'll just share my experience, Kim. And I didn't know you when I hired um, my person because you would have been in the vetting process with me because I love you. But when I it's so interesting, the first couple of weeks that we met, right, she recorded and took notes and all these things and she would ask me questions And sometimes I was like, "Uh, I don't know, because I never thought about it. Right. And then as we started to peel back my onion, it it was really fascinating because she had this image of me based on my website, which was this is why my my website really needed a facelift. So this the Chris is her name. She met me and she thought, wow, this chick's a dynamo, man. She's really clear. She understands sales. She's heart centered. Right. Really, What a love. And then she went to my website and she said, I felt like I was looking at a librarian's website. <laughs> Clearly the messaging was way off. Right. Yeah, so that yeah. she, it, it just struck me funny because her being like you, a branding expert and viewing it from that perspective. Now, did I have all the information and my links and my free giveaways and a resource page in my book? I had all of the technical stuff, but there yeah. was no, none of my personality was shining through. So yeah. as, and that, so she, as she was asking questions, this was the funny piece of it. So about five weeks in, I would say something and she'd be like, Oh, you didn't tell me that. I like, Oh, I didn't. She said to me, it's because now remember, I've been doing this almost 40 years too. So think about the volume, right? Like you you don't even think it's so much information. She said, Connie, you have all these beautiful gems. You have a ruby and and an emerald and a sapphire and a diamond. And she says, you have them in a shoebox that's covered with newspaper. So no one is seeing those rubies, you know? And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. And she goes, and every time I have a conversation with you, it's like, wait, what? Wait, what? 
my branding was so off because again, I hadn't done anything from 20 years ago. And Kim, I'll be honest with you as a business owner, I know how to run my business. I know sales. Please don't talk to me about branding. I don't know what it is. So I know a lot of my uh, listeners, they could be marketing people that are, are, I hope will gain value from the nuggets you're going to share with us today as well. Cause I feel like everybody can learn, but I know yeah. my business owners are going con I'm in the same position, right? What do I do? So let's, let's shift a little bit that you're in business. You need a brand clients. It's the, the client's perspective of you. You want to be able to influence that. And that's where we could take control of hiring the right person like a Kim to help you with your branding. Next question, Kim, what can a brand actually do for a business? So that because we're spending money, what's the ROI on the back end, right? So what does a brand do for a business? It's going to help you to stand out and be noticed by the right audience, which is key because we don't want to attract um, the wrong audience. We actually want to detract the wrong audience. Mm -hmm. So when you are starting to attract the right audience, this is where they, um, they will see the value in you. They will be saying yes and pulling out their wallets to work with you because they are connecting with you. And you're detracting the ones that are going to be like, you know, question askers and pain in the butts. Really, we don't need that. We need to detract those because there are specific people that you're going to work um, well with. And there are people that you're not going to want to work with. And I, and I have to stress this so much because there's so many people that I work with, especially in the beginning phases of building their business. And they, they say they can help everybody. Um, you you probably can help everybody, but you don't want to help everybody because if you if you say that, then your message is just mud, and that and it literally people are walking over the mud because you know they don't see you. If you don't have something that makes you stand out to a specific person, then you are not building a business. You're you're just building. You're like the general. Um, store that maybe somebody comes in once in a while, but there's no strategy. And, and that's why it's so important with sales, Connie, that you have to have all of this um, up front. You have to understand, you know, what is it that you want people to know about you and who is it that you want to know uh, about you? And, and then you can get into what are their real problems and what are they thinking about? And um, how is it that, you can actually solve their problems. That's what makes you valuable to a specific audience. So you need to um, show that value. And once you do, then people will pay you the prices without, you know, going, oh, that's too much. They're going to pay because you're the expert and that's what they want. So it's also going to help you to, when you meet people, to be clear and have them leaning in going, oh, tell me more because you have clarity with your message and they are going, yes, this you're the type of person that I, I think I like, and I'm going to want to hear more about. And then that they're the ones that are going to say, yes, let's work together. And it's fascinating too, Kim, because I know when I started my business 20 years ago, it was probably about five years in, maybe four years in, and met with this CEO uh, client. I only did corporate initially. Now I'm doing corporate. And of course, business owners are just finding me. And I'm loving, I'm loving playing with the business owners because you see the results quick. 
compared to corporate, right? Corporate yes. takes a little because it's a bigger ship to turn where the business owner, like within three weeks, they're getting results and paying back what they paid me for the investment. And to me, that's just magic, right? Because now, now yeah. it's just all growth after that. But I remember it was about four years in corporate client met with the CEO and there was something about him. It was all about him. And he had an Aston Martin. I don't even know if I said that right, guys that are listening going, oh, she's not saying the name of the car, right? Well, apparently it was an expensive car, which yeah. landed. It didn't land on me because I thought it was like, oh, it must be like a Mercedes, right? Yeah. Fast forward, um, it was a bank and I was talking to, I got there early and I was talking to the employees and we were talking about kids going back to school. It was, you know, the end of August, early September and the moms couldn't afford shoes. And I'm like, oh, these, these shoes are ridiculous. And we were commiserating. And then I meet him and he takes me to the country club and is talking about his Aston Martin. And I come home and my husband said, um, cause I was referred to this person and he said, how'd it go? And I go, ah, I didn't like him. Now you don't have to like the people you always work with. Right. So, cause I'm yeah. not really going to be working with him directly. I'm going to be working with his people. My husband goes, why? I kept talking about this Austin Martin. And he goes, you mean an Aston Martin? And I'm like, yeah, was it like a Mercedes. And he's like, no, that's like a $150,000 car. And at that moment, Kim, I said to my husband, and I had babies at home, right? And I said to my husband, oh, I can't do work with this company. My husband's like, what? And it was probably going to be about a $30,000 contract. So no, not small potatoes, right? Yeah. And I said, he was egotistical. His people can just about put shoes right for the, for the new school year. And all he was doing, which he had shared with me was he wanted to be able to say his people were trains and I'm doing air quotes for my Apple people, right? They're trains because he wanted to sell the the bank within the next year or two. So these people were not going to be trained well enough. They probably were going to lose their job and he was going to walk away making millions now. So here's the thing, people listening, uh, take the 30 grand and run. I can't, it's not how I'm wired. And I did, I walked away from the business because I felt his value did not equal my values. And I couldn't get in front of his employees and have this false face of, oh, your company's so great. Cause I knew it was all manipulation, right? And I thought, you know what, dude, go find another vendor that just wants the money. That's not what I'm about. I'm about relationships, right? And yeah. I did, I walked away. And let me tell you that 30,000 could have helped. So here's the thing, fast forward, you know, that was 15, 20, years ago. My business owners that are finding me, they're very heart centered. It's not about the money. It's about, yes. So let me, let me rephrase that. It is about the money because we have bills sure. to pay, but that's the, the motivating factor. It's making a difference and serving someone where I can help you, right? My zone of genius is make more money. Your zone of genius is getting that very clear messaging. So right people are coming through the door and then we can amplify that to get more people through the door, right? Exactly. That's, that's our zone of genius. But yeah. the, the value is we're heart-centered. And that's why I'm having you on the show because I know you're very heart-centered and loving as well. And yes, we should make a living to get and get paid for a zone of genius, but you got to come from the right perspective. And that's why my intro, right? Everybody thinks sales is this icky thing and branding. I'm going to help everybody. We got to reframe how we think of things because then we're not serving anybody. And oh, by the way, we're not making money. So we can't serve bigger. It becomes this whole snowball effect, right? Yeah. And I love, love, love that you brought up the word values, your values and um, the values of the people that you're working with. They have to connect. Uh, and even if, um, you know, it's not if you're not a heart centered person, like if that isn't your top value, there are values that you have that are in um, 
embedded in you and that are important to you that you sometimes don't even think about. But if you start to work with people that it's a clash, that's when you start to feel that icky um, feeling and they, and then they sense it too, but, and you shouldn't have, have to be in business with people that you feel gross about. Like, um, and it doesn't, and it's not even gross. It's just that you don't align with, because there's a lot of people that you don't align with. You don't see the things the same way. Like you see white, they see black and that's okay. That, and that goes back to those people. Are you, are you aligning with the right people or are you struggling with these people and really just trying to work with them because you need that paycheck or you need that, um, that invoice to go out? You know, we don't want that. Nope. And, and then it becomes, you're chasing the money, which is exhausting. It doesn't feel good. It's stressful. It gives you the knot in the stomach and, and you just, you have to approach it that I'm here to help and serve. And if I can do that, then my branding is on point. I'm attracting the right person. And from a sales perspective, yeah, man, you're the, you're the right fit for me. How can we, how can we make some money together? Right. But it's gotta be in alignment. And I, I do agree with that. I, um, you know, I did a value test. I don't remember what the test was. I wish I could off the top of my head, but I don't, my highest value was family. Right. And my second one was business. And then my third one, I think was integrity or something like that, which I, I looked at it and I'm like, well, yeah, right. Because my family and business, right. I want to support my family, certainly, but that integrity, that was the integrity that helped that kept me from taking that business from that one CEO, because our values are, was, was really, really out of alignment. Right. So these are the important things, but, but here's the thing. If, if I don't know my values, Sometimes it's hard to brand myself to attract the right people because, and I see this all the time with my clients, they'll talk to me and, and I'll say, well, who's, who's your client? I want to understand because then we have to craft the right questions to that person and that, how are you going to present to that person, right? So you want to be, you want to customize it, right? We're not cookie cutter. Humans aren't cookie cutter. And it just strikes me so funny because I go, well, I can serve businesses. I can serve individuals. I can serve women and men and teenagers. I'm like, whoa, can we pick one? (laughs) Start with one because I'm going to talk to a teenager very differently than I talk to a man, very differently than I talk to a woman, very differently than I talk to a senior citizen. So you really have to make sure that we're, we're yeah, in alignment. So I like that word. What, what can, what are the, what are some things that business owners can do that can really hone and make their branding like just spot on? Well, the first thing is I, I love when people can actually answer the question, what do you do? And I know that seems simplified, but it's amazing when I ask people, what do you do? The sort of roundabout circle, la di da di dee da that I get. And it's like, could we say this in a sentence so that, you know, instead of a big, long story, I don't need to know how you started and where you're at and how it changed. What do you do? And, um, and ha- go back to that, you know, what do you do and who do you do it for? And how does that help them? So it, a lot of people will say, I do this, you know, um, you know, 
I'm in marketing. I, I help. Uh, I can do websites or, you know, they talk about all those features instead of thinking about how are they really helping um, somebody? Like, what is the benefit to them? What are they thinking about? Like I'm with, think about with you with sales, I'm not getting enough sales. I'm not, my business isn't growing, you know, how can I fix this? Right. You know, and who, who is it that is having these problems? So number one is aligning what you do with who you help and the problem that you solve. And then um, another thing that is often slipped through the cracks is when you're putting your brand together, your brand is the experience that you bring to your clients, the engagement. So when I, I love this um, acronym that I use with my clients, we're building a true brand. A true brand is one that's truthful and unique, uh, truthful and um, individual to you. It is unique and um, it's relevant. Sorry, I'm going, (laughs) it's, Truthful, it's relevant to a specific audience, it's unique to you, and it's engaging with um, experiences that you provide your clientele. So it's not just about the specific service, it's how do you bring it to them? What what is the environment that they have? Um, What are the special things that you do that your clientele would want. These are the things that help make you memorable. And this is a key thing. If you're going to be building a brand, you want to be seen, you want to be heard. And most important, you want to be remembered because in a brand, uh, it's not immediate. Like you're doing the sales, which is you want more immediate action, but brand is the long-term and it's building out the awareness and people. So you want to be remembered. You want to build a brand that when people are, maybe they don't have your specific problem right now, but maybe in a month, six months, a year, it's like, oh, you know, I need to, uh, I need to uh, uh, build a fence. And who was that guy? That's if they remember you. Yeah. Yeah. The memory. It's interesting that you say that because with COVID last year, I did a lot of speaking events a lot. So I was, and they were all virtually, uh, of course. So they were on websites and people were finding me, which was fascinating, right? Because you're dealing with so many different people, the internet and that whole exposure just grew last year. Um, Again, exponential. It was, it was crazy, right? So that was, I mean, COVID kind of sucked, but on the flip side, there was some benefits, right? So that was one of the big benefits. So now fast forward this year, I started running my workshop and then I have my offer at the end. And so people were signing up, but I'm like, I I didn't know them. I'm like, oh, how'd you find me? And because I'm always curious, right? Like what was the marketing source that got you to me? And they were like, oh, we saw you last year. You spoke, we started watching, we started listening to your podcast. And it was like, you're talking to me every week. So my messaging to them, it was, I was heart centered and loving and all those things, which, which is what they needed. And then they said, then we saw you did the workshop. And then during the workshop, oh my gosh, you're so generous with information. By the end, it was like, yeah, I need to work with her. So that like, no trust factor, right? That branding, because I don't know how to be anything other than me, right? But but I'm authentic. I'm real. I'm curious. All of that, they would be words that you would describe me. Well, all of that came through loud and clear. So I think now branding has become, I'm not going to say easier, Kim, and you could comment on this, but I think because of the of Zoom and the international platform, 
platform and we're doing more speaking and we're networking more and it's just happening faster and bigger, right? I think that if we can have our brands on message and really show up, people are remembering who you are, right? Do you, do you find that? Oh my gosh, this brings up such a key point. Okay. So branding it's people used to talk about business as it, are you B to C, which is business to consumer or B to B business to business. And I say, it's not that anymore. It's, it's H to H human to human. And there, especially with entrepreneurs now, people and the way that we've been through, you know, separation, anxiety, you know, like we can't see each other. Yeah. People want human contact and they want to know the people that are behind the business. So um, as uh, um, the head of the company or even the people that you have in it, if you have a team, they have to align with your values and um, understand your mission and your vision so that they can um, show up the same way. But they, people have to have contact with the people in the business. That's so key now. So you, as a personal person, are part of that brand. So I am so big on this human-to-human -human connection. Um, some people call it personal branding. But, you know, even for a corporate, a corporate um, business, there has to be human connection. That's so key. But it's true. And it's so funny because whenever I hear B2B, B2C, I go, wait, which am I? <laughs> I am B2B, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I always giggle because I think, well, I'm dealing with humans. So whether you're a business owner, right, and I'm, I'm impacting you and or your team, if you have a team and on the corporate side. But here's the funny thing, Kim, too. And I think you're like me, even my corporate clients. They become friends of mine and we go out to dinner together and the, yeah. yes, we're still professional. Yes. I still deliver on the business and I exceed their expectations. Right. Cause again, that's just who I am. That's part of my brand. That's the over. experience you bring to them. Exactly. Yes. Right. But they be, we become friends because, you know, like, like my one client uh, up North Jersey, I've known him for 15 years. His daughter was going to college. My kids are a little bit older. And then she got an internship. And I'm like, tell, I go, forget about business for a minute. Tell me how she's doing. How, what did they do with COVID? I'm interested. But the thing is, I'm really interested because yeah. I, I, I'm interested in their lives and what's going on. And if their dad is sick, I check in. How do, how's your dad? It's not always about the business because you know what? The business comes it's that personal connection and that over delivery and, and being human. See, that's the thing. I think we think we're not supposed to be human. We're dealing with humans, people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, that's such a great point. Um, I now seek out people because one of my values, my key values is um, welcoming, open, friendly, and it has to be reciprocal. Like I now not, it's not just me being that way. I want to feel like I'm befriending somebody. It doesn't mean that we have to, you know, spend weekends all the time together. It just means that we are comfortable spending time together because we, we are going to be spending time together. Which by the way is important because you as the branding expert, you really have to get to the core of who that, that person is. Right. And mm -hmm. it's funny because, um, 
again, I never thought about branding because I had a website and it had all the technical information about, you know, my free gifts and stuff. And it had my podcast and it, you know, it was all the technical, but there were no pictures of me. There were no, you didn't know anything about me. You just knew Mm -hmm. Whitman and Associates, right? So again, I changed to changing the sales game. So it's still Whitman Associates doing business as, but it's, I want to change the sales game. My mission is to get rid of the ick and bring in the love, right? That's who I am. I'm a hockey mom. My kids have been playing hot. My husband's Canadian also, right? So my kids have been playing hockey since they're five years old. We've traveled. My kids play hockey in college, right? I'm a hockey yeah. mom. So now when I, we talk about sales, right? Like you're on the clock as soon as you get in front of that client, you know, my kids didn't say at the end, oh, can we have a little more time? I think we could still win this game. That's not how you win a client. So there's so many of these transferable yeah. fun stories that are me, but, but un- people understand, oh yeah, there's no, unless there's overtime on a tie game, you don't have extra time at the end. Everybody understands faster what your messaging is. That's the power of branding. Who knew Kim? Who knew? For 20 years, I didn't know any of this. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what I think is really interesting now is the smaller business that shows up and has a human face is actually got um, an advantage over the corporate world people. Because they're trying to, you know, create a human um, persona. Uh, yeah, persona. Like they, they hire actors and actresses so that they actually look like they have this human um, person that is uh, representing them. We don't need to do that. We can just show up. And the problem is that there's too many people that are trying to be corporate and look too businessy and are afraid to show up. I, th- I think if so many people would just peel back the layers and let people see, they're going to get more business. Fascinating, isn't it? And, and, um, I, I remember, I, I think I said it in one of my training in, in a corporate environment and they were talking about, well, my, you know, I'm different at home than I am. And I was like, are you though? Are you? I go, I don't know about you, but when I leave in the morning, I don't have my head parked by the door and I go, okay, it's corporate time. Let me put on my corporate head and I walk out the door. And then when I come home at night and I'm like, okay, corporate head off, you know, personal Connie's head on. I said, I only know how to be me. I'm a goofball. I want to have fun when it's time to do business. Hey man, let's get to business, right? We got to make an impact. We got to, we got to get results, but sure. you know what? I am who I am and I don't know how to be any other way. And I'll just tell a really funny, funny story and that we're out of time, but it, this is, this is the point you're trying to make. I remember I had taken my mom to the doctor, but I had to leave her because then my dad had to go to the eye doctor at the same time. And so they had to, you know, dilate his eyes. So I had to leave her at the doctor that I had to go take him to another doctor, but I'm a goofball. So as I was leaving, my mom is sitting there, right? And I look at her just very cute. And I go, you, and as I'm walking out the door, she goes, yes. And I go, you better behave. And she's like, I'll behave. Right. So giggling, my mother's giggling. I leave. I go take my dad. I come back and she gets in the car. And she says, somebody knew you in there. I go, they did. Who knew me? She said, a woman came up to me after you left. And she said, um, was that Connie Whitman? And my mother said, yes, it is. I'm her mom. Do you know her? Yes, I do. She was one of my corporate clients, one of the employees I had trained probably 10 years prior. I hadn't seen her in 10 years. And she said, and I thought it was her voice, and but she couldn't see me the way the, the where we, my mom and I were sitting. She goes, but when she was leaving and she said to you, behave, and then walked out, she said, it was her 
her sense of humor. And so she immediately went over. And of course, she chatted with my mom the whole time. And my mom remembered the name and everything. And I was like, no kidding, Ma. She goes, she knew you. And she was telling me stories about you. And it was you, Connie. She knew you. Cracked me the heck up because I thought, I was being my goofball self with my mom. So see, you don't have a corporate or a business image and then your personal image. Guys, they blend. We're human. And that's why I love what you said, uh, Kim, that we're human and we're dealing with other humans, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's so true. I love that story, though. Isn't that hysterical? Yeah. It's even your voice is even your brand. (laughs) Well, you know me, I have the Jersey accent and people tell me they either are delighted by it or I seem a little aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) We are who we are. And and that's the other thing, Kim, I think that you do a really nice job with is you're able to pull Yes, the business zone of genius, right? For me, it's sales. For you, it's branding. But pull out the person and their persona and their personality. And, you know, me being a hockey mom and a sales expert, who I am, I live and breathe yeah. it, right? Yeah. So I, I think that we're afraid. I, and and I tell me if you see this happening. This is my last question for you. But we try to be like everybody else instead of just being our just magical, unique, flawed selves. Do you find that with your clients? Oh my goodness. I have to just give you, I'll keep this short, but when I started my business after leaving the corporate world, because I was in the corporate world a long time, and it's it was such a, a different way of thinking. In corporate, you had everything buttoned down and you had to be, you know, before you went out with a proposal or anything, everything was checked and rechecked. And, you know, there was no flaws. But as I became an entrepreneur, um, there was this um, more of this authenticity that was being allowed. And you it's not that you wanted to go and do something that had an error, but you didn't have to be completely buttoned down you didn't have to be perfect you didn't have to be this you could be yourself but it took me so long to figure that out and actually you know release those shackles but amazing things happen when you actually just be yourself be yourself you know what's funny though I think I was successful in my corporate career because again it was me I I never believed in being someone else you know why it was too hard <laughs> it was, it's like, i think that's enough. what i struggled with too right like it's hard enough being me now you want me to be what like yeah i can't do yeah. that so i yeah. think that's the other thing we try to brands and become someone else who we see as successful but that's not your voice and that's not your energy and that's not your aura and that's not the soul of who you are you can never become that person and that's where i think the epic fail comes where the business doesn't seem to get traction because people are confused by you right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, I love it. I this whole can I tell you this whole branding thing and getting images. I had to do lifestyle image, put pins in my eyes, taking pictures of me as like pins in my eyes. But the <laughs> photographer did just such an amazing job of getting me to feel comfortable in my own skin and getting the angles right and getting the shots and using natural lighting outside. And we picked this great town to take these pictures. And and I'm I'm embracing this whole process because mm-hmm. 
you know what? I'm I'm turning 60. Those wrinkles, each wrinkle has a little story and I'm owning yes. it, right? So all of those, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I, sometimes I do this. I, for those of you on YouTube, I'm pulling on Apple, I'm pulling my cheekbones back. Me going, too. Oh, there she is, right? There yeah. she is. Oh, but, yeah. but I do, I think I we're afraid, I think we're afraid to step into our own greatness. And I think the branding has helped me really own who I, I, I always owned who I am, but now I'm owning who I am visibly out on the internet versus this librarian website of technical correct information. It's hard, Kim, it's hard. And I think what you do is so important because we don't know what we don't know as business owners and that whole branding thing, it, it really is a little overwhelming. I'm talking from my, my own perspective. So I thank people like you. I want to share, um, Kim's info guys, if you love Kim's truth and the name of her book, which uh, I want to read it again, let me go back in my show notes really quick. The name of the book was brand branding on a shoestring. I just love that. Um, so buy the book. Number one, if you have questions, please email Kim. It's K speed S P E E D. I love your name, by the way. It's like a, it's like a show name K speed at purple moon go to our website purple moon creative.com can get they get the book him on the on the website purple moon creative.com um i think i've i've given you a link and i am giving everybody a free copy so, oh kim no yes, kidding i yes, love free yes. gifts for my peeps that's so important yes. share the wealth right yeah awesome and i will put that free link um you guys i'll put that in the show notes as well so you can get a copy thank you so much that's so generous i i truly do appreciate that um thank you for coming on and sharing number one the importance of branding and and i think peeling it back a little bit, it makes it a little bit easier so that it's like, be you human to human. Um, Really love that piece because I think we forget we're selling to humans, but we have to have an avatar and who is your ideal client. And we get caught up in all of this semantics and phraseology that we forget uh, it's a human who is the human, right? We want to direct our messaging, but who is the human that we're connecting with? So thank you for that. Um, Thank you for being on. I just, I love spending time with you and and I love learning about branding. It's fascinating. Fascinating. Uh, I love spending time with you, Connie. You are so much fun. And oh. I enjoy time with you anytime. You got it. Thank you so much. And you guys, I hope you will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together that becoming that heart-centered and you fill in the blanks, whatever, whether you're corporate or a business owner, become the, the that really heart-centered leader right? To help move the needle of whoever you're serving. And you know me, it's always about the client journey, right? So that's why we're changing that sales game so that we create that client journey that's filled with love, care, and respect and get rid of the ick. There is no place for ick anymore um, in our whole sales conversations and and all the things that we're creating. Um, Kim, thank you again uh, for being on and sharing your zone of genius. Always appreciate my my amazing guests. Um, And thank you all for joining me on uh, changing the sales Sales Game Podcast. Of course, with me, your host, uh, Cotty Whitman on webtalkradio.net. I wish you all an inspired week. And, and if you're unsure of what your brand is, think about that human to human and the truth. Go back and listen to what the acronym stands for. But what is your truth? And I think if we live in our truth and we brand around that, you'll never go wrong because that's the essence of you. And you should never try to be anybody else but you. Um, Kim, thank you again. 
Thank you for tuning in. I love that you guys uh, come and listen and, and hopefully you find the tips, strategies and ideas we share helpful and help you move your needle on whatever change um, that you're creating and hopefully making sales and business and, and career pathing, whatever it is for you, easier and um, exponential growth. Thanks again, everybody. And I'll see you next week. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. And always remember, lead with heart and your sales will follow.